Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following podcast was made purely for satirical purposes and should not be taken seriously. And his name is... It's now time for the Wrestling Roast. Introducing your Roast Masters, KJ and Ali Osatian. It is time to roast! Hi folks, welcome back to a very special episode of the Wrestling Roast. I am joined today by the Big Mac himself, Kenny Macintosh. Hey Kenny, what's up? You know, I am I am very much like a McDonald's Big Mac in the sense that um I don't really come as it looks in the packaging and you'll be hungry again three years later. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. You you decided to upgrade for a week. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So... I was you know, Ken, Ollie's on assignment this week. You remember when WWE used to do that, just send their commentators on assignment? Ollie is uh, looking through Lord Alfred Hayes' greatest hits this week yeah. to <laughs> find some gems of judo owl. Ollie Ollie has uh sort of been um hit really hard with AEW's booking and so he refused <laughs> to do this have. podcast. He's refusing to do this podcast. Um do you, but... remember, it's funny. do you remember when Ollie was like Oh, you know, I just, I just don't watch WWE anymore. Yeah. I'm all about, I'm all about the AEW. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's just like, oh, AEW don't know what they're doing. It's all yeah. about WWE. He, he's, he's, he's like, he's like that guy who only supports the football team that are good. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he was a Man United fan, but yeah. now he wouldn't be caught dead. Look at yeah. me with a Premiership reference. 
last I mean, if, if you had told me when I used to watch English football uh-huh. that Man United would be, I, I don't know if they're still at the bottom, but no, no, they're not. Why are we talking about football? I'm I'm just trying to get down with the kids. You know, Man United is that not your team? Yeah, that is unfortunately. Big although, Ronaldo. although we we defeated Liverpool. And then we beat Southampton away. So, oh, okay, know, things things have got better. Things are getting better, Kenny. Uh, however, things are not getting better in AEW. But we will get to that later. There's there's a lot to talk about, and there's we've got we've got predictions. So Kenny's joining me today. We're gonna be doing the predictions for the two shows. We're gonna be doing a few questions from Potluck. So uh, Kenny, do you just wanna you just wanna start talking about the wrestling? Do you wanna do you wanna get into it? Do you wanna? Do I that? think we should. I don't want to say let's get it over with, but let's get into it. Let's, I think let's, we should. I think let's we suck should, on the teat of wrestling. That's a nice way to put it. Um, Kenny, I think you know the drill. So let's put 30 minutes on that cock tick. Talk. Tick tock, boys. All right. So, Kenny, uh, first things first, let's talk about AEW. What is going on in AEW? CM Punk was squashed by John Moxley for the championship. Now, I have some doubts and suspicions. Maybe, mm. perhaps, this is punishment for that promo CM Punk cut. We're just going off the script. Or is this like a big, elaborate work that maybe MGF is going to play into? What do you think? Um, I first of all want to apologize to anyone who has listened to the AEW rundown I literally just recorded because it's going to be impossible for me to not basically repeat the entire thing I said. But I feel like this this is going out to a bigger audience. This is on the free feed. So people need to hear my my big, long, convoluted theory. And mm-hmm. it's the start of the 30 minutes. So I can be as slow as I want to be, right? You've got 29 minutes. So here's the thing. So, on paper, because I, I read about this first. I didn't, uh, I, I read about it and I was like, what the hell have they done? This is awful. And then I watched it and I was like, this is pretty exciting. I don't really know what to think about it. So I've kind of gone back and forth throughout the week of like, is this good? Is this bad? Blah, 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 blah. So here's my big theory. I feel like if you look at the story, it's actually pretty exciting because CM Punk came back as the cocky champion who was who thought he was above John Moxley, and then he got got. You know, it was like a UFC fight. It was like, you know, you come in, you think you're gonna. It's like Brock Lesnar's first UFC fight. He comes in, he's cocky, he loses. Yeah. So I think that part of it's really good, but then it's like all out in ten days. There's no match announced. Blah 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 blah. So I think I don't think that people are annoyed at at, at this storyline. I think what is about on a deeper level is I think that uh, a lot of people have been frustrated with AEW's booking this year and this is being used as like a, another thing on that list of things to sort of be annoyed about. Right. So I think Tony Khan has taken a really big risk and if this risk pays off I think it's going to be massively successful because I think people are talking about Punk and Moxley more than they would have if it had just been they're having a fight it's all out that's the end of it. The downside is, is the, is the risk going to pay off? Is it going to be a big match that's going to be exciting? And the comparison I would use is that if for people who used to watch WWF in 2000, WrestleMania 2000, the family remembers, Big Show won the Royal Rumble, kind of, from The Rock. Then Rock and Big Show had the match in No Way Out where Big Show won because Shane McMahon turned heel. Then they had a three-way that was supposed to be happening at WrestleMania on Raw where Triple H retained the title over Rock and Big Show, and then Linda McMahon came out, brought out Mick Foley, and they did the four-way, right? Yeah. 
if you were to look at that on paper, that's a horrible way to build <laughs> I mean, the main event WrestleMania. Like, it's a true. horrible way to announce But there was a botch, but yeah, yeah. 13 days before the show, you announce a four-way. Like, it's so weak. But the thing was, WWE in 2000, or WWF in 2000 were so hot that they could do anything. Yeah. I think the reason that this is not maybe hitting for some people the way that that did is I think there's a lot of people who watch AEW, I know you and Ollie are very much on this train, where you loved it, and then all this stuff has happened this year that's taken away a lot of the stuff that you love. It's become more convoluted. There's so many more people. There's so many more belts. There's more promotions. They've taken away a lot of the stuff that people like about it. So I think that the idea of it is kind of the icing on top of the cake of frustration. But I do think if this plays out the way Tony Khan is planning it, I think it could be a massive success. But I just think it's a very big risk. There, there was yeah. this. I'm, I'm sure you've seen this uh, video of this guy talking about the the problems in AW, and one of them was, you know, that we're seeing matches with people. Uh, that that guy Mance Warner was it? Uh-huh. I believe that's his name. He was there, and then that that was a whole big thing where nobody. I wouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people didn't know who he was, especially people who you know watch AEW. They don't know who this character is. He comes in from MLW. And uh-huh. we're meant to believe that he gets a title shot. And we, for that, we have to watch Ric Flair's last match. And so there's all these things that we don't know where they're placed. And then there's this thing of, oh, yeah, but AEW did the promo. You can't do a promo just before the match starts to tell me who this guy is. And why but then on care. top of that, the, but again, if you, I think if you break that down, the other, to me, all the stuff that people are annoyed about is all rooted in other stuff. So that thing, the Mans Warner thing, for example, I don't think people really care that Mans Warner came into AEW with no storyline. Yeah, I think what that's really about is the fact that Rampage is a missable show every week, mm-hmm. and the first time John Mox is on to defend his title is a meaningless match. Yeah, so it's more about people's frustration with Rampage than it is to do with Mans Warner. Right, and he's also, I mean, to me, you can sort of chart the slight decline. I don't think it's a steep decline that AEW have had. The slight decline has been when they purchased Ring of Honor in February. They had a great revolution pay-per-view. And then it was like, there's loads of Ring of Honor people. There's Ring of Honor belts. There's loads of New Japan stuff. There's Forbidden Door. There's all these people coming in all the time. And then that means that there's all these other people who, like Amiro or uh, people who you who you like, Malachi yeah. Black, who don't get pushed as much. And the thing is, like, I'm very in the middle. I like AEW a lot. I like WWE a lot. I'm very happy that we have both. But, I mean... You, most people on online are well, no, the vocal minority online are like either AEW is the best Ugh. or it's WWE are the best, and I cannot like him. AEW does, but like this week on Dynamite is an example, or this past week, the Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia, Chris Jericho thing was excellent, and that was like classic AEW because it was it was easy to follow. It was Daniel Garcia was in the Jericho Appreciation Society. He wants to beat Brian Danielson. Then when they fight, he gains respect for him. Jericho doesn't like it. And then the crowd are chanting, you're a wrestler, not a sports entertainer. And that leads to, you know, custody, <laughs> Daniel Garcia on a pole, all out, <laughs> um, with Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. And then three weeks ago, you would never have thought you were getting Jericho and Danielson. Now we are. It's a big match. That's when AEW are doing the best stuff. Right. Um... I think the Punk and Moxley thing, I get why people are worried but I think it's, it's it, if it's a big success in the night, no deal, people will be talking about how great it was. But exactly, yes. 
Yeah. I and that's my problem with the the you know the loud fans online where they'll be like, oh, look at this shit. AEW doesn't know what to do. I first of all, I don't get this tribalism of AEW versus WWE. You're it's not like any of these people have stakes in the company. They're just fans of the show. I don't understand why they care so much that one company succeeds over the other. It's still the art form of wrestling that's winning at the end of the day. Um, however, since this is the roast, Kenny, I have to ask you, what uh-huh. do you make of Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal on Dynamite? How far do you think this duo is going to go with their big muscle, Satnam Singh? I need to ask you. <laughs> You know, I'm um, sure you're getting shades of the great Kali, Kenny. I'm sure you are. Satnam Singh at least has boots. He could <laughs> he can run faster than him. But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, my mom, my mom has arthritis and needs knee replacements, and she could run faster than Kali. <laughs> so it's not high praise. Um, God bless Jay Lethal. He was great in Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, he really was. Oh, yeah, but he's like. He's like a he's like a bit of kale, oh, where you just you you, you go right okay, sure, yeah, <laughs> that's there. He's a very good wrestler, and then also it's like don't tease me with the Macho Man music every time. Oh gosh, and then come out as the, as as the and then Sanjay Dutt like the pencil. The pe- well, no, I mean I like the pencil. I don't it understand. Cover, the it covers the throbbing vein that looks like he's about to explode. <laughs> but, um, I feel like they would be a. This sounds like a read. This sounds like I'm being shady, but I don't mean uh-huh. to be. <laughs> Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, and Sanjay Dutt would be a very effective act in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And he was, he, let, let me just go on a rant, right? This is not yeah. to do with. I, I don't care about Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, so I'm going to move on. So yeah. I put a thing out on Twitter today. I don't know if you saw it about FTR, right? Yeah. Oh, about Where, the, the video game thing? Or no, is it... no, this is about. So somebody had tweeted out saying. The paperbacks. The big four pay-per-views, yeah, yeah, they've not been on any yet this year, right? right? So I was like, that's a mad statistic. They should be in a big match. It should be them in the box, whatever. And then all the replies that I got were like, well, did you know they had a terrible WWE run? And it's like, that's not an answer. That's not an answer to this question. And then it was like, well, you know, they've actually had killer matches on Ring of Honor. I don't watch Ring of Honor. <laughs> I don't care. I want to watch AEW. Yep. It's like I don't if I go on Grinder and I fucking go to meet a guy with a six pack, I don't want his sister Louise coming out with the chebs. <laughs> I'd be like, have have some of these. I don't want your chebs. I'm here for the dick. <laughs> AEW is the dick. Ring of Honor the tits. I don't want the tits, right? That's the analogy. I'm sticking to it. Ring of Honor, right, is is just it's so putridly boring. It's like it is like I still to this day, oh right? Gosh. On the day of our Lord and Savior, 29th of August 2022, Ugh. if you were to sit down and go, Kenny, here is two million pounds in uh, cash. Right. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. And you put a lineup of five bland white men, <laughs> and you said, one of these men is former Ring of Honor world champion Matt Taven. Uh-huh. I would never get it. <laughs> I would never in a million years get it. So so Tony Khan buys the equivalent of like a, a fucking prune mm-hmm. like like that you would buy in a supermarket that nobody yeah. buys. Yeah. And then we're stuck with it all over TV. And then people's defense of FTR and the fact that they should be pushed like yeah, they're yeah, they are really over. 
Yes, yeah. they had a great match at an ROH pay-per-view, but they are their gimmick is they have all these belts, they're on AEW TV. It's never mentioned why they're not going after the AEW tag team titles. Yeah. And then and then people are going, well, you know, um, you're saying the FTR should be uh, the AEW tag team champions, but if they if they weren't if they were, then people, you know, you'd be complaining that Keith Lee and Swerve aren't being pushed. And I'm like, but that's not my job. That's Tony Khan's job to make yeah. that all happen and fix it. That's the gig. Yeah. And Tony, I'm sure Tony Khan is not. Well, I mean, he might search if I put his name on Twitter, but like <laughs> Tony Khan doesn't care if you criticize something that he does. Yeah. Triple H doesn't cr- care if you criticize him. These people are big enough boys to deal with it. But the Ring of Honor thing is not working. It's the not, numbers have bore that out. I think the, I think that enough AEW people are checking out Ring of Honor pay-per-views, but the a, on AEW TV, people don't care. So, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, it's been a pleasure to watch you work, but if we can find an hour for you on some TV show for Ring of Honor that I never need to see, Dark. I would be a happier man. Dark, there's a fucking show. So I'll say it one more time. Grinder hookup. AEW are the dick that I came to suck. <laughs> ROH are the tits that I didn't order. <laughs> I'm going to ask you then. ROH, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about AEW before we move to WWE, but mm-hmm. the ROH storylines on AEW TV or the AEW women's division, what, this is Sophie's choice here, what oh is worse? <laughs> yeah. Because I... That's a I'm, very hard question. I am stumped because you've got you've got Britt Baker who's so who's so over didn't do much as champion as I, I feel like every women's champion has just sort of fizzled you know Hikaru Shida she comes back after what seems like a year two years perhaps I'm not even sure how long she was gone to no pop at all and she's she's in that fatal four-way with Jamie Hayter Tony Storm I mean I've I've heard <laughs> I see sorry Thunder Rosa, right? God bless her, right? <laughs> so, so it's an article that came out recently and uh, it said Thunder Rosa has got over her fear of heights. I thought, well, she's not <laughs> to fucking deal with any of those as AEW Women's Champion, is she? <laughs> Fuck me. It's so poorly booked. And, and I would have to say, I would have to say that <sighs> it's very close, but I would have to say Ring of Honor is slightly better Oh, only because Claudio is the ROH champion and I like him. Yeah. And FTR are the ROH tag champions. I like them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, really, you'd ask me if I want to be pissed on or shot on. Yeah. Essentially, that's, that's kind of what I'm R- ROH is the piss. They were the tits a minute ago. Now they're the <laughs> piss. And the women's division is the shits. This is someone's fantasy, I'm sure, out there. Um... <laughs> I really want to tweet out that analogy now. <laughs> I go on Grinder to hook up, <laughs> and I fancy AEW, and I go, and a girl walks in that's ROH. I'm like, I didn't order this. <laughs> I'm sure someone listening is going to do that. Someone's going to quote <laughs> you and, and tweet that out. If you, um, if you quote me, I will retweet it happily, happily. Yeah. <laughs> I stand. But then, I, God forbid, because here's the other thing, right? The least mm. interesting thing to me about wrestling is wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that's not a popular thing, but characters are what are, I feel are what the same. Suck people in the most, and even yeah. people who like are pure wrestling fans, 
even they would admit like the, the characters are what get you like it's the stories in, yeah, yeah stories. in AEW there's nothing more exciting than CM Punk's journey or uh, Moxley or MJF and they're all characters yeah precisely I mean MJF has been gone for so long and people still talk about that promo that he cut before he left and that wasn't a match it was a promo it was character work and that's that's kind of what we love the best thing that was going in AEW was CM Punk and MJF and not to say that they didn't have great matches, but the character work is what got us all hooked. Eddie Kingston, best example. He's he's so full of character and his wrestling, not to say his wrestling is poor, but his character work is why he's so popular. So there's that. Let's let's move on to WWE, Kenny. Um, I, I let's let's talk about something a little more positive. I am absolutely in love with Sami Zayn. In the in the bloodline, I'm just so enamored by this man. He is so charming. He is so you feel for this guy so much. And and Roman Reigns sitting there and just you know dictating what Sammy should do. And Sammy's like a little boy, so excited. He's with his hero. I'm absolutely loving this the Sammy Zayn in the bloodline story. How do you feel about it? I mean, who else could make Roman Reigns and Jey Uso corpse in a segment? <laughs> that like. Was- I watched that back three times. Jey Uso's Uso's one job is to be the Uso who doesn't like Sami Zayn or trust him. And then Sami Zayn starts doing that dance. The dance. (laughs) And it's like... And then Roman Reigns... Because Roman laughs. And then you see Jey Uso and he has to put his hand over his face because he just can't handle it. (laughs) It's great. And then, like, I saw somebody say that, like, what if this is the beginning of, like, a Sami babyface run with Sammy and Kevin against the Usos. I'm like, sign me up for that, please. I, as much I as I'd know. love, as much as I'd love to see that happen, I don't think they're going that direction. I think this is a sort of story leading up to a big Sami Zayn babyface turn where if but you I would mean, have to have somebody to go up against the Usos. I mean, if that's if he's going up against the Usos, I think he's going to have a match against Roman, which he'll inevitably lose. But I think that's what they're going for. Maybe a TV face... match, but it's not going to be a pay-per-view. They're not built to Sammy and Roman on pay-per-view. But there's so many pay-per-views in between up to WrestleMania. Surely they have to fill Roman up with some people, right? I mean, Roman's only doing the big shows. I, I don't know. If, I think you're only going to see Roman. I Maybe you see him at Survivor Series, then Rumble, then Mania. I don't think you see him at anything else. I, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the Saudi show. I mean, surely, he said, surely the Saudi show. He told Sports Illustrated he's, 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 he's only doing big shows. He's only doing the major shows, like right. And I mean, pe- again, people like somebody else. Sorry to go back to this. It's like my therapy session. <laughs> so, like, I tweet the thing about FTR, right? And it's yeah. like I just get all this shit for it. And then somebody was like, you know, you you didn't mention Forbidden Door, which means that it's it, it, you've not tweeted it in good faith. And I was like, what? And of course, it's in good faith. I want FTR to do to get more shit than they deserve. Yeah. But then somebody said, "Well, Roman's hogging both the belts. So you're not going to criticize him." And I was like, "What is Roman Reigns being the, the champ got to do with, with me saying that FTR should be in pay per views?" <laughs> but the, the the point is, look, I do. I think Roman Reigns is champion after WrestleMania when he was about to go part time was the best idea. Probably not. Yeah. But at the same time. I think that him having these big matches make the matches feel much bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive. But yeah, the, 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 the Sami Zayn stuff's great. I do think it's going to lead to him and Kevin Owens against the Usos personally. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Yeah, it's tremendous. It, it would be great if, if they do that. You know, Kevin Owens, he's back in prize fighter mode, which I'm absolutely loving. Imagine a straight laced, a straight like a straight man Kevin Owens oh. with Sammy's Sammy Zayn. Like almost like a like a Booker T gold dust vibe. Yeah, yeah. I could see I could kind of see that. Well, I feel like if Sami Zayn turns babyface, he's going to go back to the sort of underdog thing that he used to have in NXT, which I absolutely loved. Sure. And I I could see it going that direction, but that's part of the whole charm, right? Like we don't know where it's going to end up. And that's the exciting part. Um, I did have a, I did have a question for you since it's the roast. Yes, go on. And since uh, Gunter and Sheamus are going to have their big match at uh, Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Who would you rather be anally penetrated by, Gunther or Sheamus, and why? Jeez. The Celtic Warrior or Celtic? Well, yeah, Celtic. Sorry, I'm sorry, Celtic oh, you Warrior. You bring Celtic up in this podcast. <laughs> First of all, the week, Dundee Wait. United nine 0 and now you're bringing them up to me. <laughs> yeah, Dude, Rangers and United here. Rangers and United. So that's. Um, oh yeah, you are oh, you. You're a big Dundee United fan. <laughs> See you at Canada. I don't. I don't. I'm at Manchester United. United. Oh yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have Dundee United. I've ever had them in the UAE. No. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, geez. Well, you know what? I might have to say Gunter purely because he's he's lost a lot of weight. He's looking. He's looking. He's in good shape, and I think old Gunter or Walter would have scared me a bit. But Sheamus is just. I've seen his workouts. I don't want to be touched by that man. I feel like I'll shatter. You want to be chopped by Gunther? You said anally penetrated. You you think he's going to throw you a chop when he's inside you? Oh jeez, yeah, that would ripple my my. Oh no, he's not going to. He's going to chop your chest. How's he going to chop my chest if he's behind me? Oh, okay, so you don't need to be behind. Oh, all right. Do you not know how bodies work? (laughs) I'm trying really hard not to picture it, Kenny. (laughs) Don't want an erection on the podcast. Well, surely he'd need to be behind. No, it's not 1973. <laughs> Gays have figured out how to maneuver. Anyway, um, coming back to to wrestling, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, exciting times in WWE. Kenny, uh, we had the second chance fatal four way match on SmackDown, where Sonya Deville and Natalia got a win, only to lose to Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez, or is it Gonzalez? I can't remember which one. Rodriguez, I think. Um, no, it's good. Isn't it oh. Gun- Rodriguez? Raquel Rodriguez. That sounds right. I'm trying to think of Michael Cole. Raquel Ro- That's a hot bomb. Rodriguez. Yes, it's Rodriguez. It's Rod- yeah, Rodriguez. So, um, because and- Gonzalez is her real name, so they made a yes. change it to Rodriguez. Yeah. So, uh, Raquel and Aaliyah are going to be on Raw tonight, facing uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky in a match for the tag team titles. Do we see the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi tonight? Do you think that's on the cards or is that a pay-per-view thing or is that not going to happen at all? What do you think? We have eight Um, minutes, by the way. I think, well, I mean, obviously at the pay-per-view, they're doing the six-woman match with Bailey, Alexa Bliss and Asuka against uh, against Bailey, Io and uh, Dakota. So, that match can't happen at the pay-per-view. But yeah, I mean, I could see Sasha and Naomi uh, coming out tonight. Obviously, they'll need to be six feet apart because Sasha and Naomi can't be near people. Um, but... Uh, Using the wide angles on only yeah, the hard if I, if I... I would be embarrassed 
to promote to take $130 from people <laughs> and then do that. I mean Fuck you know what's off. you know what's really good now that all the people that complain about ITR prices just every time anyone complains post that picture of Sasha <laughs> with one of those fans. <laughs> um, I could I I could I I do think there's I think there's like a sixty percent chance that Sasha and Naomi turn up on Raw tonight. I don't know if this is good out before Raw, but if it is mm-hmm. tonight, it is, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, uh, sixty percent chance, and then. Perhaps and if you take that with the thirty-three and the third percent chance yeah. of them not turning up, and then you take Sonia and mm. Natalia's seventy-five percent chance of winning against the champions, then I think Raquel and Aaliyah have got a twenty-five percent chance of winning the titles. I think that's that adds up. That, the numbers that, don't that lie. adds up. Yeah, the numbers don't like any Steiner math right there. Uh, let's talk about Raw real quick. Um, you know, uh, Judgment Day ended the show. With uh, pulling Rhea Ripley away from Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix seems to be back in the mix here. Well, how do you feel about Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix? I am titillated with that. Inject it into my veins. Oh, my oh, so good, so good. The way she grabbed that chair and and defended her man. Oh, absolutely. It's weird amazing. because like my ideal is is the, is the mix tag Edge and Beth against Rhea and Finn, but then. You've got Damien Priest, so maybe you do a six man with Ray. But oh, yeah, then... I can see that. And yeah, Dominic screws Dominic screws them and joins Judgment Day. Anyone who has a mullet is a heel. <laughs> that is how I like to live my life. Although the if I remember correctly, on Thunder, Eddie Guerrero currently has a mullet and it's a baby face. Oh, it feels so good to be able to talk about Eddie. <laughs> In the nineties. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, look, Eddie Guerrero, right? Eddie Guerrero was good. Yeah. All he's full of shit, right? Yeah. What he doesn't, what all he doesn't like is sentiment about people <laughs> because he has no soul. I'm aware uh... of my timing of saying that's not ideal, but he, I stand by it. He like, what did Eddie Eddie Guerrero? Like, who doesn't like Eddie Guerrero? He it's no, he, he said that to pop me. He said that, well, not to pop me, but basically to get under my skin. Because I was I was defending Eddie Guerrero and he was just trying to annoy me. But no, he I know, but he's, he's worked himself into shit now. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's him. That's his character now. That's his B+. Plus. Yeah, it went so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, I, you, when you you the exact words to Ollie were, I think you should keep it up. Just, you know, it's, it's getting some good traction. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I said. I didn't expect it to be the number one topic in America. I did, was... say, I did say to Ollie, I was like, your number one problem was listening to KJ. <laughs> that He should have known better. He should have known better. Um, you know, uh, Kenny, you recently did an interview uh, for, um, you know, just before Ric Flair's last match with Johnny Wrestling himself. And now Johnny Wrestling is back in WWE. He had such a strange appearance. It was just after WWE is like, Check out our Instagram pictures. Here are Maxine Dupree's tits. And then suddenly the music hits and Johnny Gargano comes out. Everyone was in shock. Everyone loved it. I loved it. I My brother cried. He literally cried. <laughs> and and it was a fantastic return. How do you feel about Johnny? I know you love him. We we were at TakeOver with um, uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano in that. Um, not to steal. It was a 200 well, Don't bring that up. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but if you if you're gonna get me pulled yeah. over Johnny Gargano, don't, don't mention the feud of Doom. 
Adam Cole. We were we were in the crowd that day, and you know we were very divided. I'm very Adam Cole pro, and no pun intended. And Johnny Gargano on the other side with you and Sandra. It was a great time, but it's so hard to root against Johnny Gargano. But that was incredible, and and his return. How do you feel about this? And you know, what do you think? Who's the first feud after Austin Theory? Obviously, it seems like Austin Theory, but like, where should Johnny Gargano go in in his return to WWE? There's lots of ways you can go. First of all, I wish that the reaction had been bigger to the return initially, because I feel like if you watch it, the crowd don't really know what to do, and it, but it builds. And I think he, yeah. the testament to him is, I think a lot of wrestlers would have come out and been rattled by the fact that the reaction wasn't as big as they'd hoped it would be. Right. But instead, what he did was he he basically built a bigger reaction from the crowd. And he got that crowd by the end to be chanting his name, doing the whole thing. That is a, a tremendous worker. And yeah. I mean worker in like the Hulk Hogan sense, like working yeah. the crowd, not like yeah, I can do 25 moves in a minute. But... um. Yeah, I thought he did really well. Um, he set goals. It was nice and easy. It was like when Cody came in. Cody was like, I want to win the belt. My dad never won. Easy. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, I want to be IC champion. Isn't the fact that he said in his opening promo, I want to be the Intercontinental champion. That's a goal for a guy yeah. coming in. Yeah. So him and Gunther, that could be great. Oh, oh my if, God. If, if he does that, I mean, on Raw, they could revisit him and Champa. On a bigger scale, um, because they've always kind of been hampered by the injuries that they both DIY have versus the Usos. That is a dream fucking match. You could put, I mean, yeah, you could put them with uh, with Champa. I mean, <clears throat> that might not be the worst idea to basically be like, like have Champa and him reunite, have a uh, you know, a thing with the Usos, and then have the turn, you know, and then have the match eventually, with... yeah, yeah, and, and they can have that match that they they were eventually the fifth match of that series that they ended up doing in the COVID sort of warehouse thing. They yeah. could actually do that on a larger scale, maybe at a SummerSlam after WrestleMania, you know, maybe take the titles off the Usos at WrestleMania. I feel I feel like the world's their oyster and obviously Triple H is there. He'll make sure they're booked to perfection. I, I can't imagine a single bad feud Johnny Gargano would have. And even and- having Theory come out, the Austin Theory come out was like, oh, this of course this would be the first thing. And then, Austin Theory, of course, would be like, well, I'm the veteran now. I've done all the stuff that you want to do. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was it was Theory, really, really good. Theory is really pulling his weight. I think he's a fantastic act and you know, he doesn't miss. He's got, you know, he's solid wrestling base. I, I had said this on the Roped In podcast when I first saw him. I said that this guy's gonna be money. I'm so happy to see that he his trajectory is just up and he's he's holding his weight. So I'm very happy with that. We've got 20 seconds, Kenny. Um, 20 uh, seconds? Tr- yeah, I know. Time flies. Uh, Trish Stratus <laughs> was there, and she looks fucking great. How the fuck is she like Three in her kids. 50s? Yeah. Uh, 10 seconds. Um, uh, uh, Dexter Loomis, he was reading the ITR magazine next to you, and, and he now he's he kidnapping. Yeah, he's, he's just another guy. Santos Escobar's coming wrong. Oh, time. Time's up, bitches. Oh boy, uh, yeah, this always happens, Kenny. Uh, you always no, no, it's never that bad. Usually, yeah. there's there's a minute, there's something, but like just yeah. just twenty yeah. seconds. Yeah, it, it sprung dirty. up. Sprung up. Uh, it's not over though, Kenny, because we do have a little bit of the potluck.
All right. Uh, first question comes from our pal, Kyle Burdick. Uh, is AEW making a big mistake putting the Punk Moxley on free TV instead of All Out, which is only in 10 days in between? Sorry, this is a bit older. Uh, gives me WCW Hogan Goldberg at the Georgia Dome vibes. So, obviously, I mean, first, after the fact, but yeah, go on. First of all, it's not instead of, because they're doing it at All Out as well. It's all, it's all, the, the problem is, it's like, we're all sort of being forced by people to pick a pick a lane. Like, is it terrible? Is it great? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't answer that question. It's like, imagine if you go and see, you, you're a superhero guy, right? Yeah. Okay. If you can think of an example, that's great. If you can't, it's fine. But I'm sure there's a superhero movie you went to see and something's happened maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes into the film that if you were to just stop there and I was to go, thoughts? You may go, fuck, I don't, I, I don't know why they did that. Mm-hmm. Because the rest of the movie is going to give you the other stuff that's then going to make it make sense. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's like we're stopping it and going, so, good or bad, go. And yeah. it's like, there, 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 are, there, there are ways this could be great. Punk comes back, he's too cocky, then he's in Chicago, everyone's going to be behind him, he's going to be sympathetic, it has got the potential to be really good. The Goldberg Actually, Hogan... Yeah, go on, sorry. The Goldberg-Hogan thing, I think people like to just use the WCW example, and I don't mean this for... So who's, who, who asked the question again? Kyle. Kyle Burdick. Kyle. Kyle Burdick. Our, our, our good pal, Kyle Burdick. I'm not saying this is Kyle, because I know Kyle, So, but I think sometimes people throw out a scenario and they don't really understand the scenario they're throwing out. Yeah. Hogan knew that there was going to be a lot of executives in the building that night, so he offered to drop the belt. Yeah. This is a very different scenario. This yeah. is a scenario where... Because also, the Hogan and Goldberg thing, that happened on the July 6th Nitro, and there was no rematch. Mm-hmm. They never wrestled each other. There was, no, there was no plan. Goldberg then went on to be champion through December. Hogan and him never really crossed paths again. This was done specifically to have the match 10 days later feel like a bigger match. That's, That's yeah. the goal. So I feel like it's a different scenario, but at the same time, to Kyle's point, if they have the match all out and it doesn't work, then I think people will make WCW comparisons. And whether that's fair or not, I don't think it is fair, but I think that's the sword you die on. That's the hill you die on, the sword you die on. There's yeah. an analogy that's been made. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, to, to your point, Kenny, it, we have, if you think about it, we started the roast and the first topic I bring up was Punk and Moxley. We had so much to talk about on that topic. So the first thing we're doing is we're talking about that. We're talking. And, mm-hmm. you know, Hogan's notorious for saying, you know, uh, there's there's no such thing as bad publicity. So it kind of it kind of works in the sense where, yeah, people may be shitting on it, but people are talking about it and everyone's talking about it. So everyone wants to, to know why they did this and what they're going to do. Plus, let's not forget the fact that CM Punk turned around and looked at the crowd. Obviously, they did the match in Ohio, which is where John Moxley's from. That's his home state. So naturally, the people are going to cheer for John Moxley, and people will sort of maybe turn on CM Punk. And that's enough of a catalyst for Punk to look and be like, what the hell? You guys wanted me back. I'm back, and I was a champion, and now I lost. And you're cheering me at my lowest when I was injured? Makes all... All the, the the fuel is there to to initiate that turn, and I think that's what we're gonna get. 
with with a. I just don't know how MJF is going to factor into it if he's going to factor into it. But I'm there is there is so much potential there. So I'm not shitting on it yet. I'm going to see. I always do this. I did this with <laughs> Edge and the Judgment Day. I always let it play out and then give my thoughts. So I'm going to do this. I mean, here. right. That's all very well good. That is not what you do. In real life, ah. you 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 go down very extreme scenarios. <laughs> and then you settle on what you wait till it plays out so you can go, yeah, that was good or no, that was bad. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. But I appreciate that for the, the purposes of this podcast, we're yeah. making it sound more exciting. <laughs> um, let's, let's move on to Robert Fletcher. Uh, with Sally Field out of the running, who should portray Paul Heyman in a biopic of his life? Is she dead? Did she die? Did Sally Field die? No, Sally Field's still going. So why is she out of the running? What? That's a very specific joke. Yeah. That I, I don't really get, and I feel bad. Like, if I, oh, I hate not knowing a joke. I don't, I'm not, I, I feel like I've missed something. Perhaps, Does he facially look a bit like Sally Field now? Is that the I, guy? I, I, I could see that. I could see that with yeah, That's a real fucking, uh, that's a zinger to Sally Field. Yeah. Um, I feel like oh, who there's a guy who I, I want to play Paul Heyman. I feel like Paul, Kevin Paul Giamatti. Kev- oh, he'd be good. But what about Kevin from The Office? Fuck, Kevin from The Office. Let, let him lose some weight. I mean, not as Kevin, obviously. No, but, I'm, you, know. you think that guy's got the range to play Paul Heyman? Give it Paul Giamatti. He can do anything. Paul, Paul Giamatti is good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He'd Paul to- Giamatti could play Nicki Minaj. I mean, he's method. <laughs> I'd like to see Paul Giamatti twerking. That would be interesting. Um, Roy McNellis, why did the production truck listen to Ronda Rousey when she said cut the music when she's suspended? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah because why? because they are scared that she will go in armbar. Exactly. Are you, you gonna say are you gonna say no to Ronda Rousey if she tells you to do something? Hell no. I'm I'm listening to everything that woman's gonna say to me. Uh, also, I have decided to get a Wrestling Rose t-shirt instead of the joggers, as I feel they would be appropriate in the presence of the gentleman, of a gentleman such as William Regal. So. I will say this. The joggers are, they're great, but they are the worst quality joggers. Are they? I, I feel <laughs> oh, they're, they're so terrible. I mean, I, I have them and I wear them, but they're right. like, they're quite constricting. Really? I feel they're very comfortable. Well, you're, you're tiny. They work on you. Uh, what size did you get? Large. Oh. Hmm. I, I think I have a small. I'm not sure. Oh. Let's alert CNN. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, P- Peter Jenkins, how do you solve the problem that is Jan Maxley? I've, I mean, I'm sure you know this by now, Kenny. I'm sure you've heard it, but I'm not a big fan of John Moxley, and I hate his... Mo- you know, I, I've started realizing how much... So, Finley Martin and I we'll we'll text each other sometimes <laughs> and and we'll talk about what we dislike on AW and mm-hmm. obviously he texted me the other day when he saw the squash match and I he and I share the same feeling for John Moxley where we just don't understand the the erratic shoulder movements and the 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 yelling and screaming into into the camera and saying my time is now i'm sorry that was taken by john cena do you not know professional wrestling john moxley <laughs> i just i just don't understand him kenny how do you feel about john uh, he's not for me in the ring but i do like his character i like the character i like the swagger i like the atmosphere 
I like his promos. I like that he feels real. But I find it in the ring it's difficult. I, I don't feel like it translates translates as well for me in the ring uh, as much as I would like it to. You use the word real there. Um, have you you've watched the match with Effie, right? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Do tell. Do tell. The, the realism of John Moxley. No, no, this is actually, this has got nothing to do with John. Well, no, I mean, it, it does, John Moxley chose to do it, so that's his. So here's the here's the issue, right? So Effie is someone who is an openly gay wrestler, and he is supposed to be someone who is like, I mean, I don't really follow him, so I'm, I could be getting this wrong, but just from what I've seen, he's an openly gay wrestler. He uh, embraces sort of like kinks and being flamboyantly gay and you, all that sorry sort of to stuff. cut you off but do you remember my story with Effie at in Dallas that where Did you fuck him no 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 but when we Remind had gone me? we had gone for that uh, that indie show um oh when I was too drunk for drag race and I stayed in, stayed in the flat it was was it the same evening or it, we had gone no you you did the the show um for fight I believe you were I think oh, it was okay yeah yeah and uh, it's the time I told Steve Gunn to join, and and I couldn't convince him to tell him why. <laughs> oh, when you went that, to WrestleCon. WrestleCon, right. yeah, that's the. So, I he was in a match against Speedball Bailey, and the way it was a submission match, and the way he won that match was he sucked on Speedball Bailey's toes to get him to tap out. <clears throat> well, I mean, this it, it plays into my my point. So I'm just telling you how I feel about this. I'm not saying this is how everybody should feel. I'm gay. I've been gay for as long as I can remember. What? I have no interest in women sexually. I never have. I never will. I don't think. But I think he gay baits in a bad way. And I think that what he's trying to do, so like in this match with Moxley, so Moxley has him in this rear naked choke that's, that's supposed to be this like killer move. Yeah. And he puts his hand in his pants as if he's having a wank. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like, and I was, but it's nothing to do with the fact that it's gay. If he was a straight guy doing that, it would still be fucking dumb. Yeah. So, but then he's also doing a similar. Like, all gay people for for years and years, and everybody who's listened to this who's gay has been through experiences in their life where straight guys, you and Ollie've done it before. Every straight guy does this, right? You and Ollie will go to gay a great a gay bar, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm not saying this to like out you as this but like all straight guys do right yeah they go to gay bars and then they have this fucking huge ego moment where they automatically think that everybody wants to fuck them and that we we can barely contain the fact that these two red-blooded males are in the room right Right, but in reality nobody fucking cares that you're there right? right yeah so gay people have always had to deal with this thing of like straight people thinking that all we want to do is fuck them all the time and that you know yeah. if you dare are topless in the room with us we're just gonna fucking pre-come all over ourselves and just <laughs> the, the idea of sex with you kenny so, you you've walked into me changing and you literally turned around and walked the other way <laughs> so yeah i am a testament to that i like, know what kenny's saying is true if he's just doing this thing where he is playing up to stereotypes and i just don't think that it's a particularly clever thing to do i don't i don't think it's exciting um so so you know what's a little relatable at this point would be how uh, 
to, to an extent, not completely, but this is kind of how I felt about the Bollywood boys. When they're yep. minimizing what Indian culture is to, to butter chicken and Bollywood dancing. Whereas mm-hmm. the culture is so much more. And I'm sure that's what you feel about Effie, where he's minimizing uh, being gay to just having a wank. And every time a straight guy touches him, he's getting turned on. And that's not what a gay man is. That's You're minimizing. What and he, he, he'll spin it, I'm sure, as well. I'm taking back that stereotype. But you're, you're actually not. You're actually making it worse. Yeah. Because now there are fans... I'm not saying there, there, people who have a brain don't think like this, yeah. but there's a lot of fans who will will see gay people in a certain way because of what Effie's doing, mm-hmm. and I just think it's dumb. And then that you know Moxley kissing him, yeah. it's like it's the same thing as like fucking gold dust kissing a woman in the '90s or something yeah. when she's not asking for it. Yeah, exactly. And then, but then Effie. His reaction is not like, oh my god, you tried to kiss me, that's gross. It's like, oh fuck, yeah, you tried to kiss me. It's like, what? Yeah, it's like, like it, just because you're gay, you love a kiss from any man? That, hate that, it. That's hate not it. how it works. Yeah, so it, it is minimizing it to just... But I'm you know, sure I'm just not progressive enough as a gay guy, I'm sure. I got so I much should... heat. I got so much heat for like calling the Bollywood boys out. And, and like this is exactly what it's trying to say. Where it's, you're minimizing the culture to just that. I'm a fucking immigrant. Don't tell me your parents are immigrants. I'm a fucking immigrant myself, so don't tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Fitzpatrick. It was nice. It was nice of them to finally hire Tessa, and it's a picture of the security guard who took Ron Rousey out. She kind of does look like <laughs> Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Hashtag ooh pot roast. Um, G, my girlfriend. How much do you love Ollie? Um, see, it's it's hard to put in words. Uh, I'm trying to learn different languages to see what the best way to describe my love for him would be. So it, uh, it's a it's a work in progress to explain that. How do you? How much do you love Ollie Kenny? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and just say nice things about somebody. Right. I don't I don't I don't I don't like saying I, I don't like being salty. It, yeah. It doesn't excite me. True. I Ollie knows how I feel about him. You know how I feel about you. You don't need me to fucking say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. That's that's all we can say here, G. Uh, Ricardo Moreira. Uh, if the main title was to split into two separate belts again, how would WWE best go about that without reducing the value of the championships and the performers holding them? Um... <sighs> I, I don't think that the value of the title will be sort of lessened. I feel like the person you put the title on will establish the level of the title, if that makes any sense. So, for example, if, if let's say Brock Lesnar was on Raw and he beat Roman Reigns and took one of the titles to Raw, that title already means like, okay, boom, this is Brock Lesnar level title. Someone of Brock le- level Brock's caliber level needs to be able to take the title off of him. So... I think the person who takes the title will establish that value, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard one to book because you kind of have... Well, I mean, it's, it's it's like one of the things that used to annoy people about WWE when Vince was in charge was like last year when it was the the draft and like uh, Becky and Charlotte had to swap the belt. So when the, so was, uh, when the Street Profits and the New Day just did the swap. So I think people just want a story. So I think if you do a story where you... 
um, explain it and it makes sense, I think people will buy into it. I think in some ways the titles won't mean as much because there's two of them. I think that's always going to happen because then you compare the two champions and do they feel like they're on the same level? And it's like, there will always be a time where you have a Brock and a gender. Yeah. There's always going to be like a, a time period at some point where there's going to be somebody who feels much bigger than the other person. But I think as long as they make the effort to make both belts feel special and to feel different, then I think that it can work. And I think long term, I think there probably should be two world title belts. Um, yeah. I don't know when they do that. I, I mean... Or a full-time champion. Yeah. I mean, but then it's, I don't think it's the worst idea to have one part-time champion and one full-time champion. Like, I think... Because then fine. it can be different. But, yeah, I think... I think to... You know, let, let's call out um, Ricardo here. He's a long-time listener of ITR in all of our forums. Um, and from what I remember, I'm sure he... Should he have a photo where he had, like, MMA gloves on? Looked like a ride. Oh. Good for him. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, he's flexing his muscles in the picture, so yeah. He got it, Blonte. Uh, Adam Ben, which wrestlers would you cast in the wrestling adaptation of The Boys? For example, I'll give you Awesome Theory as The Deep for free. Now, do you watch The Boys, Kenny? No. Okay. So, uh, we difficult. may have to leave this question for when Ollie's back from assignment. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll have to have to think about it. It's a great show, Kenny. I, th- I think you'd enjoy it. Um, the, the lead heel of the show is one of the best evil people on TV, maybe ever. I've seen the movie for the boys with Bette Midler. No, no, that's not the, no. That, no. Not the same. <laughs> Oliver Drake might be too late with Ed saying at the end of his career is looming. How underwhelmed have you found his run? And what's one match you hope he gets before hanging up his boots? And I'll sort of tie that into the last question as well, where if it's not too late, but the off-air promo by Edge, KJ's dad, after Raw, who would be the perfect person for his retirement match in Toronto? So has his run been underwhelming, and who should his last match be against? Um, And what's one dream match you'd like? Uh, Have you been underwhelmed? Uh, to an extent, there was the Judgment Day thing. Yes, that was quite underwhelming. I, you know, I, again, I, I, I'm too invested in Edge to have a neutral stance on this. I, you know, Kenny, you were there. Uh, Molly Spartan and I cried our eyes out when Edge came out. Yes, you did. And uh, we, we, you know, we just wanted to see him win, and we did. We didn't care how he got the win. Got the win at the end of the day, and and so I was hoping that the judgment day would be a good thing unfortunately it didn't turn out as well as it could have however i'll go back to you know the randy orton storyline was so good everything was was building up really well unfortunately covid and everything sort of you know threw water on it you could say but his story with seth you know people don't talk about that that was incredible seth going to his house and the whole thing that seth did in Adam's house, Edge's house, and after that, you see, um, you know, he comes out, uh, he's backstage, he calls Dax and Cash, and basically tells them, go to the house, you know, or he tells Beth that he's, he sent them over. So, everything they did there, you know, I think was so good, and that Hell in a Cell match was fantastic. So, underwhelming parts of it, yes, but there has been a lot of good stuff. Um, and yeah, so I'll, I'll say that before I go to the next. But what do you think, Kenny? I, I, have you been underwhelmed? Yes, 
Uh, yeah, I think it's been pretty underwhelming. I think that the, the 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 feud with Randy Orton was great till they got to WrestleMania, and then I just think having all those matches with no fans killed it. Um, I think that the the WrestleMania match with Roman and Brian. I think the problem with that was Brian said that he kind of felt empty doing that match, which kind of makes sense because it didn't. It felt quite an empty main event. That's obviously why. The Seth stuff, there was good parts to, but I just think that all the matches went really long. They were good, but the, the, the house stuff was great. I think, the, the, to me, the, my favourite thing that Edge has done in this run was him and Beth against Miz and Maurice, because it felt fun. And I don't feel like Edge has given us a lot of fun in this run. I think it's been very serious, it's been very... I think he's been a bit kind of like the actor Edge rather than the wrestler edge and i feel like yeah the kind of the long monologues have not been his strongest thing that he's done but um yeah i hope something clicks big style before he retires i don't know who that's gonna be against who i think you just like has to... to see him against um <clears throat> i i wouldn't mind I, i'd like to see brock i think that would be interesting i don't fun. think he'll do brock because of his neck yeah Brock would break his neck in half. Um, I think somebody, I think somebody who would do a really good job. I don't think it would be like a main event because I mean, look, he, he wrestled AJ Styles this year. I know you're too close to it, but dear God, it yeah. was dull. It yeah. really was dull. Um, I think Champa would be great with him, but yeah. they would need to build Champa up to a point where it's like Champa's now a head, a, a top guy. Um, that could be good. Cody, oh, I, I could see Cody and him doing something. Cody like. could be good, but then he—he had. I, I think Edge should be a babyface for the rest of the run. I don't yeah. think people want to see him as a heel, but um, I think he's wise to start winding it down. Yeah, I—I don't, I, I don't think people, even you. I think if you were to really sit down and go, "Is—is is this a killer run?" I think you would struggle to go. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just—it's no. it's killer. Yeah, that, so, I, I would be lying if I said it was a killer run for sure. It's, so you don't want to like prolong it too long, where then it's like the Undertaker you know, the, thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to definitely don't want that. Uh, last match. Who should his last match be against? Um, ideally, I would say Christian, but you know, who knows? He's tied to like a maybe a lifetime contract in AEW, as everyone knows. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Champa. I know it's a left field pick, but I'm gonna say Champa. I mean, they are friends in real life, so yeah, that, that wouldn't be a bad pick. Um, I say Brock. If you're going out, just go out, all out, man. Fuck it, fuck the neck. Who needs it? So, yeah. um, so <laughs> those are all your questions. Now, quickly, Kenny, we we have some predictions for for the shows coming up. Would you like to start with AW or WWE? Which one do you want to do first? Um, I don't mind. We'll get a go chronological order. Go Clash first. Let's go Clash first. The show that you will be at. Um, let's start with. We only have five matches. This is the Triple H era. Is fucking gold. Um, no pun intended. Uh, Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, you know, Davy Boy Smith and Bret Hart vibes back in the UK. Uh, Fuck off. And Gunther. <laughs> uh, Seamus is David Boy. Seamus is Irish, but in Wales. <laughs> Calm down. Um, I think I think Gunter retains, but I think it'll be a very good match. Gunter, I I agree. I think this is going to be a hard hitting match. I don't know if you saw this. I po- I posted a video of this uh, two Indians just like. Oh, Seamus responded, didn't he? Seamus <laughs> replied. So 
that was quite funny. Um, <laughs> Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins singles match. I think I think Riddle is going to win it. I think it's, really? it's his time to win a big match. He does need the win. I do think Seth has also been on a losing streak. Um, I I think Seth is is going to win this one. I think Seth gets a win here. It could go either way. Yeah. Um, we have a six women tag team match. It's are they called control? I don't know if they're called control, but Bailey well, Dakota unofficially Kai, control unofficially. Uh, Bailey Dakota Kai Io Sky versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. Who do you think wins this? Uh, control. Yeah, I think you're gonna win it. Yeah, they, um, they need I could to... see, I could see, I could see Bailey pinning Bianca Belair to kind of set up a title match. But uh, I think, I think, I think it'll be good. I think Asuka takes the fall. I think that's what would happen here. But let's see. I think Bailey pins Asuka. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Liv. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be Shayna's night. Oh, as much as I'd love to see that. And, and, you know, people who haven't seen Shayna's run in NXT as champion. Man, she was solid. She's a, she's. Triple H loves her, but I do think Liv Morgan retains. I think Liv retained the title here. I think it would kill Liv Morgan dead in the water if she loses the title. It'll be interesting. Maybe Ronda gets involved. Speaking of interesting, I read an article today on itrwrestling.com <laughs> where apparently the world title picture, the WWE Universal Championship between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre is anyone's game right now backstage talk is that this title could go either way where do you think it goes kenny i think i think if you're going to have roman reigns walk out of cardiff with that belt i think it's going to be a very it's it's going to be a a more difficult uh, proposition than punk and moxley to make people walk away feeling that was worth it so I'm not saying it's impossible. There might be a way to do it, but it fe- it just feels very strange that we're building up to like Drew's the UK king and he's coming in and and then if he loses, but then yeah, I don't. I honestly, I'm leaning towards Drew. I think Drew's going to win it. Are you speaking from your heart? No, I th- I think I think it, you know thirty years since the last pay per view. I think if they do it and he wins, he doesn't even need to keep the title long. He can keep it for like two weeks and then, you know, give it back to Roman on SmackDown. But I think the moment would be huge. And I think if, if Roman wins, I don't know. Is that is that about like a fart in the church at the end? I don't know. It would unless be. They have, unless would they be do the... something to, to like, they, they have some way of making it work, but I'm having a hard time figuring out how they do it. Drew's back was carved up after SmackDown, so I've, feel like Roman Reigns I feel, I feel like Drew gets the one up on on SmackDown before you know before the show I think they're going to be recording it because it's the next night so surely they're not going to fly them over you know uh, the night of paper or the day of the pay-per-view I I do think it's going to be Roman Reigns retaining the titles I feel like this two-year run ending at Clash of the Castle you you have a lot of North American fans that are very unhappy about that. So I do feel like they they need to keep the titles on Roman until WrestleMania. So 
I'm I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm I'm all for Big Drew though. I am, but you know, I I I do think Roman Reigns. It says with Paul Heyman. Now I don't know if it's been announced that he's going to be back, but let's see. Um, <clears throat> let's do quickly. We've got the um <laughs> all out pay per view predictions. Uh, we've got uh it's TBD versus TBD uh in the trios championship. Uh, the inaugural the elite or one Let's move on. The elite. It has to be the elite, right? Yeah, it has to be. Um, then we have Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. Chris Saban and Axe Shelley. Who cares, man? <laughs> it's <laughs> fuck me. Like Wardlow, he was so hot, and now he's just doing nothing. You see why we complain about AEW? This is why. He was the hottest thing in AEW. So they're bringing in the motorcycle machine guns. Great. Is it 2009? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Also, people didn't even know who the fuck It'll be a very good match. It'll be a very good match. FTR motorcycle machine guns will do great, but I would just rather see FTR and Wardlow in separate bigger stories. Agreed. So I think the the baby faces will win. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Fatal 4-Way, Hikaru Shida, Jamie Hayter, DMD, and Tony Storm. Who is going to win the AW Women's Championship? It needs to be Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter because they're the only two of the personality. I will go on record again and say Tony Storm is the worst actress I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think that she takes over. The I think she's she's on par with uh, what's the guy's name from the room? Tommy. Oh, uh, Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau, whatever you pronounce it. How? What was the line when he's on the roof? He's like. <laughs> Oh, didn't see you there. Whatever the fuck it was. He oh. has more inflection than she does. But um, I think Brit, I think Brit Baker will win it though, and that will cause dissension between Brit and Jamie. Sure, we're I I believe we're about like six days away from the pay per view, and we still don't know who's in the casino match, the ladder match. So I'm just gonna walk right past that. Brian mm-hmm. Danielson versus Chris Jericho in a singles match for the custody of <laughs> Daniel Garcia. Uh, I think I think Danielson will win it. Danielson, yeah. Uh, oh, I feel like it's a swerve. I feel like that. I feel like Daniel Garcia is gonna come out and side with Jericho. He's pushed him twice. I think I'm gonna say Jericho here. Uh, swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed, who honestly should be the tag team champions. On what planet should they be the tag team champions? The acclaimed. Yeah, they're, they are they're, so they're, over. But they've not been pushed. No, they haven't. No, uh, what I mean like, is they're they're really. They're in a company them. where we deal with rankings. Oh God, <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> Who do you got? There is more chance of me and you being added and winning the titles <laughs> than there is of the acclaimed winning. Oh yeah, the they're they're not winning. And I and I and I love the acclaimed. Yeah. But um, yeah, obviously they're not winning the titles. They're not winning the titles, but they they should. They need that push. They're they're so <clears> over. <throat> I, I need to push off a cliff. Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. A somewhat interesting feud here. Uh, this could go either way. Um, the Jungle Jungle Boy is going to win it, I assume. I, I feel like Young Luchasaurus is going to to show his true colors. I don't think they do the whole... Well, so he's going he's gonna to turn heel, then turn babyface again, then turn heel again. Because he's not really turned baby, has he? Because he attacked... He did, he saved Jungle Boy. Well, yeah, but he's never... He's not touched Christian Cage, if you've noticed, right? I feel oh, like yeah. there's an imminent the old the old Russo. Yeah, I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Uh, I I'm gonna say Christian Cage on this one just to get heat on him. 
Uh, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs, who now has Cody Rhodes' entrance, and he comes mm-hmm. out from the middle of this fucking stage. Uh, the, uh, big props to AEW by the way for breaking them up. It's been great. This yep. this program is fantastic. The promo last week was gr- was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think maybe Hobbs wins it, and Starks has got a kind of story where he's got to redeem himself. Yeah, agreed. And uh, we've got Jade Cargill versus Athena for the AEW TBS Championship. It's Cargill. I think it should be Athena, but I think it will be Jade Cargill. Shade Cargill, uh, I agree. And it's not been announced yet, but I'm just going to throw it out there, Kenny. Uh, if it's Moxley versus Punk 2 in Chicago, where where do you think? Or it's not in Chicago, it's in Illinois, but whatever. It's in Chicago. Yeah. It's, it's in like, Hoffman Estate. It's yeah. 10 minutes outside of Chicago. It's oh, in okay. Chicago. Okay. Um, it's going to be Punk, I think. Punk? Ooh. Yeah, that would be Hometown, I think he wins. And then I think you've got the setup for a big rematch on TV that you can do because they're one apiece. Um, right. But yeah, I think Punk wins it. Fantastic. Well, that's our predictions. That's the show. A stack show for you guys today with the Big Mac himself. If you don't, if you don't get an elsewhere, did you know, did you know what's to read fucking a chapter from Harry Potter? You kept me in the line for about three hours. Good. I'm sorry. Jeez. You know, we got to give the people what they want, Kenny. God. Uh, itrwrestling.com forward slash Patreon if you enjoy this podcast. Bonus content like Retro ITR, Pot of Thunder, pay-per-view reviews, original recipe, and much, much more. Shop.itrwrestling.com. Get your merch. Don't say original yeah. recipe. Robert never fucking does a podcast. Why are you promoting that? Well, original recipe from back in the day. You, you have the oh, archives. Yeah. There's old yeah, ones. Kenny. Yeah. Uh, Shop.itrwrestling.com. Get your wrestling roast merch today. Like Rory, who is going to be... I'm expecting to wear the wrestling Rory. roast. Uh, shirt at the William Regal show. Uh, ITRWrestling.com forward slash YouTube. Tons of interviews. Go check them out. Follow us at Inside underscore the ropes on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. ITRWrestling.com forward slash Facebook. Follow us on twitch.tv forward slash Inside the Ropes. And remember, ITRWrestling.com is where this and all other ITR podcasts are available along with Jim Ross, Kofi Kingston, Jen Louise, Paul Heyman, Taz, Ricky Starks, Keith Lee, Finley Martin, Jim Cornette, Chris Jericho, and Kenny McIntosh himself. Say it with me. A plethora of news. Oh, is that who all the news is about? I was like, what? Well, no, is Keith, you guys, is, no, is Keith you guys, Lee on the website? No, this is because you've used the word plethora once. Oh, and right. our fans will tell us when someone uses the word plethora. So we add your names to this list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is also available. Just go to itrwrestling.com to find all the great news. Inside the Ropes magazine is now available. Ships worldwide. Just go to insidetheropesmagazine.com and order your copy today. Who's on the latest cover, Kenny? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Can you give us a scoop on who's next? Can we break it here? Can we? I don't know the answer. So Damn it. it would be... Damn it. I can, I can tell you who I interviewed next if you want. Ooh, would that uh, be so for the next issue, I interviewed Brian Danielson. Oh, ooh! So, and I ask him about uh, his AEW run. I ask him about Kane and his political comments. Oh, that's good stuff. Ooh, I can't wait to read that. That's gonna be cool. Um, and uh, you've got your plugs. Uh, follow Ollie at Ollie. Also follow me at that KJK. Even though Ollie's not on this podcast, I have to promote him. Uh, and Kenny at Kenny MC nineteen. No. Kenny MCITR. Kenny MCITR. Don't, MC don't age me. 
No, I was going to say 1990. You've aged me with us podcast, but yeah. you're not. Yeah. All right, Kenny. I'm not going to smack our asses like a drum. That's a, that, I'll leave that for Ollie. But thank you for, for doing the podcast. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole I'm, thing. I know. I know. But I just don't include me in your weird sex games. <laughs> right. That's the guy who compared AW to dicks and tits. And yeah, don't forget to teach Kenny that. <laughs> MCITR. Uh Kenny, thank you so much, pal. This is this is a blast. No worries. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's been and, a pleasure to be had. And uh man, and uh we'll we'll do your sign off with uh um let me get this right. Um we'll talk to you soon. Fuck off. <laughs>